Morning prayer begins on page three of the morning prayer for the octave of Epiphany booklet. From the rising of the sun, even unto the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. And in every place incense shall be offered unto my name, and a pure offering, for my name shall be great among the heathen, saith the Lord of hosts. Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion, put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. Lord, O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. The Lord hath manifested forth his glory. O come, let us adore him. Together the Isaiah Canticle. O Lord, I will praise thee, though thou wast angry with me. Thine anger is turned away, and thou didst comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy, shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day shall ye say, Praise the Lord, call upon his name. Declare his doings among the people. Make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry and shout, thou inhabitant to Zion. For great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalms 1 and 3 on page 345 and 346 of the prayer book. Blessed is the man that hath not walked in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stood in the way of sinners, and hath not sat in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law will he exercise himself day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the water side, that will bring forth his fruit in due season. His leaf also shall not wither, and look, whatsoever he doeth, it shall prosper. As to the ungodly, it is not so with them, that they are like the chaff which the wind scattereth away from the face of the earth. Therefore the ungodly shall not be able to stand in the judgment, neither the sinners in the congregation of the righteous. But the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, and the way of the ungodly shall perish. Psalm 3. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise against me. Many one there be that say of my soul, There is no help for him in his God. But thou, O Lord, art my defender. Thou art my worship and the lifter of my head. I did call upon the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. I laid me down and slept, and rose up again, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid for ten thousands of the people that set themselves against me round about. Up, Lord, and help me, O my God. 
for thou smitest all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord, and thy blessing is upon thy people. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the seventh verse of the first chapter of Proverbs. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of your father, and do not forsake the law of your mother, for they will be a graceful ornament on your head and chains about your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie in wait to shed blood. Let us lurk secretly for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them alive like Sheol and whole, like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all kinds of precious possessions. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in your lot among us. Let us ha all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your foot from their path, for their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird, but they lie in wait for their own blood. They lurk secretly for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone who is greedy for gain. It takes away the life of its owners. Here ends the first lesson. Together today in Ladamos, we praise thee, O God, we acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth doth worship thee, the Father everlasting. The all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To thee cherubim and seraphim continually do cry, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth. Heaven and earth are full of the majesty of thy glory. Glorious company of the apostles praise thee. The goodly fellowship of the prophets praise thee. The noble army of martyrs praise thee. The holy church throughout all the world doth acknowledge thee. The father of an infinite majesty, thine adorable true and only son, also the Holy Ghost, the comforter. Thou art the king of glory, O Christ. Thou art the everlasting son of the father. When thou tookest upon thee to deliver man, thou didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin. When thou hast overcome the sharpness of death, thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Thou sittest at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father. We believe that thou shalt come to be our judge. We therefore pray thee, help thy servants whom thou hast redeemed with thy precious blood. Make them to be numbered with thy saints in glory everlasting. O Lord, save thy people and bless thine heritage. Govern them and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify thee, and we worship thy name ever, world without end. Vouchsafe, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us as our trust is in thee. O Lord, in thee have I trusted, let me never be confounded. begins the epistle to the Ephesians. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus, 
Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the Beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Here ends the second lesson. Together, Jubilate Deo. O be joyful in the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with a song. Be sure that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. O go your way into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and speak good of his name. For the Lord is gracious, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth from generation to generation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. 
he descended into hell. <clears throat> the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show their mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, I beseech thee mercifully to receive the prayers of thy people who call upon thee, and grant that they may both perceive and know what things they ought to do, and also may have grace and power faithfully to fulfill the same through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, by the leading of the star, this manifest thy only begotten Son to the Gentiles. Mercifully grant that we who know thee now by faith may, after this life, have the fruition of thy glorious Godhead through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, and all the assaults of our enemies that we surely trusting in thy defense may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. Um, a few notes on, on the octave of Epiphany in the Epiphany season. Um, the church here kind of begins with um, three seasons that are really clustered around the theme of the Incarnation. There's Advent, which anticipates the coming of Christ. Um, then there's Christmas that celebrates um, the Word made flesh. Uh, and then Epiphany is really about the theme of revelation, how Christ, who has become man, is made known uh, in various ways to people. And so these, the these seasons, Advent, Christmas, and Epiphany, really cluster around the Incarnation. When we um, and then an, an Epiphany season begins with the <clears throat> the Feast of Epiphany, which is the 13th day after Christmas. There's a 12-day season of Christmas. Then we celebrate uh, the, the manifestation of Jesus to the wise men, uh, the Magi. And, and we celebrate for an octave, which is the, the Epiphany day and the seven following days. That's a way of kind of giving some importance to a feast. And after the octave, we have the Epiphany season, where we number seasons after epiphany 
the color goes from white of the octave to green is kind of like Trinity, although the theme of Revelation kind of continues in the Epiphany, in the green Sundays of Epiphany, still focused on the idea of Revelation, of, of how God is made known. And then um, at the end of Epiphany, we, we get to the pre-Lenten season, the shift focuses and Lent and um, Easter and all then shift the focus towards the cross and the resurrection. So the first part of the year is really incarnational, reflecting on on the incarnation, and it shifts in, at kind of the pre-Lenten season to looking forward to the cross, the resurrection, the ascension, and the coming of the Holy Spirit, those those, those sort of re, um, redemptive feasts that, 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 that go before us. So Epiphany is a season to think about how you've, come to know Christ, and then to think about um, how Christ is being revealed to you now, to think about the ongoing revelation. How am I seeing Christ in my life? And this is why Ephesians is, is the epistle reading that picks up at the beginning of Epiphany, because it's a, it's a uh, epistle that really focuses on the revelation of the mystery, of, of the secret things of God that were hidden are being known. And there are some really big themes in our one chapter here that we could, each of which we could spend a very long time of Bible study on, but he talks about uh, being chosen in God, the, the themes of he's predestined us to adoption, we were chosen for adoption as sons, and we have redemption. And part of this, part of, quite apart from um, spending a long time on debate between predestination and free will and all the the roles those things play in it. The, the point of reflecting on this is that God has created his world with, with a purpose, a will, and that will is unfolding and is made clear in Christ, where it's clearer to see what, and we, and we understand what he's doing a little bit more clearly. And, and, and there's another uh, very sort of well-known line that has a lot of implications, verse um, uh, 10, then a dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, the kind of recapitulation of all things in Christ, <clears throat> how, how we, that which is um, scattered because of, of sin and disobedience is brought together in Christ. Um, and so St. Paul is sort of here reflecting deeply on this mystery that he's kind of looking at like contemplatively, you know, he predestined, he chose, and, and then it, but it comes down to a particular focus because, because then the people he's writing are part of that. And that's sort of what we should, what we should experience with the idea of epiphany is that there's this grand plan of God that before the foundation of the world that was, that was set in motion, God's revealing it and, and it, it, it's to draw all things together in Christ. And then we're a part of that, that, that we, Christ has been, been known, made known to us and to each of us individually. And that's kind of the, the, the grandeur of, of faith. And we, some of us meditate on that. Like, why do I know who Jesus is? Why have I been given the gift of faith and other people just don't see? Um, and sometimes, you know, we think whatever, you know, that's not fair or whatever it is, but it's in terms of seeing, it's glorious. That's, that's part of epiphany is to understand how do I see and how do I see more clearly? 
And that's kind of the prayer at the end, which is a very epiphany prayer that, that, that St. Paul utters, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, you may know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe. And this is what we pray for during the season of Epiphany, to see more clearly what God is doing in our lives, and to see how he works out his purpose through our struggles. That's kind of the mystery of the incarnation, that through God becoming human in a very humble way, living what seems to be an ordinary life, dying a very um, tragic death, being raised from the dead, how this is the working out of God's purpose, that then comes into our lives, how we see all these themes of our lives, our ordinary lives, but we're living those ordinary lives with Christ because as as St. Paul says, it's an important connection to the individuality of it, that when you believed you were sealed with the spirit of promise. And he's thinking here about baptism and he's thinking here about that act of confirmation that began from the beginning where the bishop sealed with with oil uh, as a sign of the spirit. And so we, the spirit is with us and we're living lives that in a sense um, derivatively follow the pattern of Christ's life, that the word is in our lives, is made flesh in us and we're living and, and God, whatever happens to us, Christ is with us and is working out his purpose through that. We don't always know how, but that's the wisdom we pray for. What is God doing here? <clears throat> how is his will being worked out? And then even through our sufferings, if the whole world can be redeemed through the death of the Son of God, then that redemption is experienced by us through our own participation in the sufferings of Christ, in which God manifests himself to us in new ways. And so God works in all things for good. And this is the kind of thing you want to think about during during Epiphany. How are we experiencing that? And and it's I think as I mentioned in a sermon yesterday that it's it requires us to accept the reality of life as it is, that Christ is with us in our real lives doing his work. He's not with us in the ideal lives that we'll have, you know, once everything is the way we want them to be. And this is the incarnation. So what, where, what's Christ in my life now? And this focuses down each day to how do we reflect the love of Christ in each of our interactions? How do we see the presence of Christ in others and honor it? And not always be moving on to some, to trying to, to make something happen that's not happening. And so that's what we pray for in season of Epiphany, to, to, to see what God is doing and then by, by our own growing faith to participate in that work of God in the world because we hold, we have this eternal hope in Christ. So a few thoughts about today's lesson and themes. We'll continue with uh, a form of intercession on page 10 of the booklet. <clears throat> Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good and pardon all those who have done us wishes evil and give them repentance and better minds. 
be merciful to all who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. Comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon the faithful departed, and grant them an entrance into the land of light and joy and the fellowship of thy saints. For his sake, one about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we the unworthy servants to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Grace for our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good with you all for prayers this morning. Peace. Have a good day. Yeah. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you. Have a Thank good day. you. <laughs>